Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome football fans, this is For the Love of Football, this is the road to 2023, and this is the XFL Show, I'm Alan, and I'm Bryant, and blah blah blah, UCLA (laughs) beat LSU and they rule, and Blah, blah, blah. We're supposed to do different things for the show today because Bryant won a bet. This is episode 186. We're rooted in football here. We have good stuff to talk about, but whatever. Bryant <laughs> won a bet, stuff. so he gets to do Yes, I, I get this to bring part. it all in. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, football fans, as I, Bryant, that is Alan, and this is the XFL Show, episode 186, rooted in football. Alan, you lost. I told you, you slept on them, you went back to your roots, and I told you that UCLA was going to take that football, and they were going to, what do you say, la pina, all over, again and again, extra, more, another time, and the UCLA Bruins won, and that is why I'm all decked out, that's why I get to speak, I don't have did to push buttons line, right now. Did you mean line you up? What the hell sure, what, what that, are you talking about? whatever, <laughs> LS who? With your sissy blue shirt there, boy. <laughs> I am here with my sissy blue shirt with a W while you sit there with an L. I can't believe you put them on. I can't believe you put no faith in the UCLA Bruins. Well, okay. I put more of my faith in. I didn't think LSU was going to be as bad as they were last year, but obviously things are not uh, great. Oh, so they're bad. UCLA is not good. Get out of here. But I will will shout out Ijo de Carnell Lake, Quinton Lake. One of my new favorite players in all of college football, even though he's not new, it was like a 20th year senior, uh, just played his heart out. UCLA deserved the win. And it's fun to start the show off today. We have XFL stuff to talk about, of course, but just talking about football that's actually going on, college football's back. It's a it's a good feeling to feel so crappy to lose a bet on a football game. I'll say that I do feel good about that. Congratulations <laughs> to you, Brian. If it well, was the most Pitt the, the happiest UCLA, thing. I'd be much much more distraught. Uh, blue and gold too, right? Uh, look, look, the best part of this bet is not that the UCLA Bruins, you know, proved the SEC that they're actually better than LSU. It's not that I hit my two-team parley with Georgia and UCLA tonight. It's none of that stuff. None of that stuff matters. What matters the most, I think, is I don't have to watch All In tomorrow, for the love of God. Thank you. It's All Out. It's All Out. Yeah, <laughs> all that out. was he'd have to watch All Out live. Yeah. AEW's All Out. But now you don't have to, so you dodge that bullet. And I guess I have to do a, a little bit of your workload on this show. You get to gloat, and you know you could see what Bryant won, the fruits of his victory throughout the show. Seven two four five six five four XFL is the phone number for you to call, leave a voicemail, text message. If you want to interact with us, you could do it via phone that way on the XFL fan line, or hit us up at XFL Show on social media. DMs are open. Tweet at us. Get at us. Let us know what you think of the show. If you have any questions or topics you want us to hit, you could send them there as well. And of course, we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today to get your own personal producer at an affordable rate. Get all the help you need to make your podcast sounding great, get you up and running, get you doing your podcast actually week to week, getting that consistency that's so important, just like we have here. They say, how the hell do you guys keep doing a show when there's no XFL? There's really not that much information. Isn't doing a podcast a lot of work? Sure, yeah, but we have pretty easy podcasts to help us out, which makes it not only super-duper fun, but literally easy to do every single week. We just talk. We can make bets, do a bunch of side stuff, not even think about the hard production stuff. 
The load is taken off our shoulders, and we get to do this show for you. You could do the same if you want to do a podcast. It's prettyeasypodcast.com. Uh, because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. You're right. You got to get that consistency. You know, consistent pressure on the quarterback like UCLA Ooh. did tonight. Consistent. consistent stuffing of the run. I mean, I have to say, Brad Johnson was not a great quarterback. One of the worst in my lifetime to win a Super Bowl. I think we can agree on that. His son throws awkwardly. <laughs> he's just got a weird throw. I know he's lefty, but even for a lefty, odd to watch. But again, Good to see football back. Good to see you all interacting with us. I saw a lot of people saying, I miss the XFL. I see all these players out there. I see the cut day, especially this past week, Bryant. People are pining for spring football, the opportunity. But we are here going into the fall where traditional football is going on. And you know, people will probably forget about uh, the angst we had this past spring. But it'll come back, and spring football will stick. Um, speaking of, uh, the, all the social media handles we threw out there, we did get a, a tweet at us this week, Brian, I wanted to bring up, uh, because they had not only a great Twitter handle at Cuban Taz, which might be real, might no relation to me, maybe possibly, I don't know, <laughs> uh, at XFL show, they said, have y'all noticed how the NFL copied the XFL yet again, sideline interviews, uh, Preseason, there's always been sideline interviews, I feel, Bryant. Uh, I don't know if Cuban Taz is jumping the gun, but do you expect to see season sideline interviews during the NFL season? I don't think that's in the cards. I don't think it's in the cards either so much, but um, it, it, it can be. I mean, that, it, it, it was a great idea. It was one of the great aspects of, um, of the XFL that people kind of were like, well, what's really going to happen? And you kind of see what it actually ended up being. Um so I'm actually really excited if they do this, but it is another thing that they'd rip if they do it during the game. I'm I don't ever think we'd see that in a regular season game in the NFL. And you know what's odd is they do well. They do the coach interviews and they do manager interviews in MLB and M- and in the NBA. Um, it, those aren't very interesting. An NFL sideline interview in an intense regular season game with a player. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they could pull it off. There was so much control in the XFL. It was still like an iffy situation because you were really towing the line of what could be said. And we saw some stuff that you don't want on TV said in the it's XFL. Different. It's it different. is different. It's tough to do. But a Cuban Call the plays. Is, Call the plays. Yeah, it's much more controlled in the preseason. That's why you'll see NFL teams do it. Um you know, especially if like a quarterback goes out, plays a couple series, and then he's just sitting there the whole time, can talk. Uh, but we'll see what the NFL does. They're obviously going to steal more stuff from the XFL because there's a lot of innovation there to, to pick from. If it's not exactly the same as it was in the XFL, it'll be similar, but maybe tweaked for the NFL's purposes. And you mentioned a lot of uh, XFL talk, you know, during now that college football is starting, you see a lot of players, even the interviewers, right? The, the, the analysts that we're seeing um, are back. Uh, Tommy Maddox's name got thrown out too. This past uh, during the UCLA game, I don't know if you saw that, but he got passed for eighth all time on UCLA's passing by DTR. Oh, today. by DTR, when the, when UCLA beat um, LSU. LSU. Mm-hmm. I did see Tommy Maddox's name on like a ticker or on a graphic during the game. That was good to see. That that warmed my heart to see Tommy <laughs> Gunn uh, honored in that way. Uh, yes, UCLA beat LSU. Bryant's very happy. If you're not watching the YouTube version of the show, he's decked out in his sissy blue UCLA attire. I, I, I wouldn't call it sissy blue. Coach O called it sissy blue before the game. One of the great quotes from uh, from a coach before he went into a game to lose. <laughs> That's going to be yeah, we're replayed wh- we're forever. We're whipping ass with that sissy blue t-shirt. <laughs> Hold that tag. Uh, let's take a duck some more real quick. Let's get him. Terry texted us, Brian. This one really made me feel good. Said, I don't know what the future holds for the sport in the next five years. Remember last week we talked about the instability, the changes in football. Will we see a stable status quo for the next five years? Terry said, I don't know what the future holds for the sport in the next five years other than lots of money. And I hope you all get some of it. You rule. Thanks for continuing to do the show. Thank you, Terry, for continuing to listen. Boy, Terry. Yes. I agree. So much money coming to the to the sport we of football, college back. and pro. And yeah, we if we would love to get some of that, that would be nice. Cause you know, it'd be I could get a 
a better microphone stand, maybe better equipment. Or a microphone uh, stand. <laughs> I have a microphone stand. It's just not my not my cup of tea anymore. I'm fed up with it. You're but a also, traveling man. I guess, you know, pretty easy podcasts. They do it all. They really do. But they're not going to pay do. for your stuff. You do got to buy your they're own stuff. They're not going to send me hardware. <laughs> they're going to advise me on hardware. They're yeah, not going to send sure me have hardware. A few times. Yes. And I'm just, you know, slow to pull the trigger. Unlike... Uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson. I mean, that's, that's, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. Great, great showing. But tight end play for UCLA. That was, that was all Chip sp- Kelly. I mean, it's great, but it's all set up. It's all great. That's what this sport's all that's, about, though. That's what the happens when you pay years. players money. If you're talking on the field, tight end might become the second most important position. It might already be in all of football moving forward. Just watching all this college football this past week. Really? You have a tight end like that, you could be unstoppable. You're not even mentioning the blocking tight end. I just got man, I, I can't even catch his name right now. But he was throwing hands, like hands the size of like boulders. What a game! Go back and watch. Great it. game. Good for good you know what for you. Hey, great pit, for that game. Though? Pit one and cover Sideline two. So I was happy today. Sideline, Sideline interviews would be great. Yeah. Kickoffs, uh, booth, kickoffs actually return <laughs> things like that would have been great for that game. It was. Uh, it was great to get some feedback, though, from Terry, Cuban, Taz, and everybody else who uh, voice sent voicemails on the XFL fan line. Didn't leave name or or where you're from, but it, but uh, if you ever do that, call or leave a voicemail or text. Please let us know where you're calling from, who you are, so we can give you the proper credit. Uh, what do you say, though, we get into some quick tidbits XFL-related this week, Brian, and this week's Cover 2? Good crisp football. On Twitter this week, we saw a lot of reactions to the cuts in the NFL uh, all over the place. But one that stood out, obviously, to us as XFL fans and former uh, employees and co-workers, I would say, with Eric Galco, who headed up the scouting for the XFL. Uh, he tweeted out this week, cut day is a brutal day for players, agents, and scouts. Two years ago, all XFL personnel leadership were in Houston offering players a second chance, frustrating that the next P.J. Walker, Donald Parham, or Storm Norton will be cut and might have nowhere to prove themselves next. And that is absolutely the truth. Throw in a few other names in there too, uh, guys that uh, made some NFL rosters that were in the XFL. But, I mean, now, yeah, the cut day happens, and now they just sit and wait. And there's nothing else to look forward to until a phone call comes or an email comes or a text comes for a lot of these players after cut day. Yeah, I mean, that, the, the I guess you could still, you're, I guess even with the XFL around, you're still waiting for someone to call you, right, when you get cut. Um, but there's one less person that is going to call you, and that is the XFL or the AAF or any of these spring leagues. Um, it, it's something that I think players have gotten used to, unfortunately, over the last few years. And I think maybe the last, Two years have gotten a little spoiled having the AF and the XFL as options. But, you know, Galco brings up a good point, but it's also a slippery slope, right? Because do you become like at some point, the XFL has to not be this. And we've talked about that at this point, right? I guess maybe we're still talking about the infancy and, and what you really want to have happen. You want, you don't want turnover, you want consistency, right? You don't want, you want the DTR, you don't want, Johnson, right? That's what you want. And and if if you're going to push players to say, hey, cut days, come over here so that way you can prove yourself and go back, it's not, I don't think it's a recipe for success in your league. Well, the cut day is still going to be a huge source of of new players for the XFL. But that's not no the way he presented what. it. Uh, yeah, but they presented it as an option for players to come play and and, and – make a living playing football. That's how they phrased yeah, it. But, he, but in but reality, he, but, but the model's always the model is always come here and play the game and you know get get paid to do it. And when they say get paid to do it, that means get maybe get recruited back to the NFL to get really paid to do it. Yeah. Well when you say the names of Walker, Parham and Norton, those are the three players really that's kind of stood out that were in the XFL that are playing now in the NFL. Like that's what we're seeing there, right? So if if XFL 2020 played a whole season, those guys went through the whole thing. 2021, 
Don't you th- expect all three of those? Wouldn't you guess all three of those guys would have also have gone to the NFL after one year in the XFL? Oh, of anyway? course, no, totally. What that's one hundred percent. But do you want that to be? How do I? I guess to players, yes, because the XFL. I mean, the the NFL is going to pay the players way more than the XFL could ever, right? These, you know, Norton made as much as probably what the starting quarterbacks were making in the XFL. But my point to all this is that if if you're going to present this as, hey, we have a place for you to play football afterwards, I'm okay with it. If you present it long term as a place to play football where you can prove yourself and get back, like PJ Walker, like Parham, like. Norton, uh, and that I think you're gonna have a, a longer term problem. Well, pu- well, that's publicly. Publicly, you don't you don't promote the league that way. You don't promote the league that way. But to players, when you're recruiting them, you have to. You have to tell them this is a place where you can come play and maybe get back into a camp, and you're gonna have a ton of tape and more respect, and uh, you know, and and a better chance of making a 53 man uh, next time you go out. If you come play in the XFL, I mean, you have to use that as a recruiting tool for players. You don't use that as a marketing tool for fans. It's two different things. You have, but you have to do both if you want the player. I guess privately, I guess maybe you could kind of get that under the radar where nobody's really paying attention if you're just telling that to players. But the mindset has to be: How do we lock these players in long term? That's that that will come, and that will come with the success of the league. So the league, you know, mm-hmm. actually gets off the ground and gets ratings and gets sponsorships and gets partnerships and all of that good stuff, and it develops and it's stable, and eventually you're going to be able to hold on to some guys uh, and and maybe convince them to just just play here, um, you know, well, and <laughs> then and or or try or try playing in both, or who knows what's going to happen because we have some stuff that might allude to some of that. Coming up with uh, some some stuff we heard from Redbird Capitals Rob Klein on a on a podcast recently. We get to the hot, the hot read Brian, but it's going to be a different philosophy, I think, for the new XFL uh, compared to how the XFL in twenty twenty approached it. And I a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Then um, I think it was very they were very crafty and smart and how they said things publicly but probably did things privately in order to secure players like P.J. Walker, and, and you had to. Um, even like a guy like Cardale Jones, who well, isn't playing anymore, but that'll that'll bring us to part two of the cover too. But do you have anything else here on, on cut well, day no, stuff? Well, no, I was just going to – yeah, no, I think it's, it's great that the Expo was there as an option for players. Hopefully it is there for an option for players going forward in the coming years. Um, it won't be. Ne- uh, will it be next year? I guess in theory, if they kick off twenty twenty three, maybe next year will be an option because that would be like twenty nineteen. So it's possible. Yeah, you're cut next year, and you're then you're going to be able to get. Hopefully, the XFL has their stuff together and will be able to say, "Hey, okay, you're cut. It's cut day 2023 is coming around. This is what we got for you. That's next cut day. That that'll be happening. Assuming twenty twenty three's kickoff is going to be. Real. <laughs> we'll get to that. It's <laughs> part two, though. Cardale Jones, the most unfortunate viewer of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie and former DC Defenders quarterback and Ohio State quarterback, of course, has a new business venture, and he is going to be looking to support and help out college athletes who are navigating the waters of the new name, image, and likeness world, the NIL world, as they call it. Uh, where players can now make money, be offered contracts, endorsements, and all that good stuff. You got million-dollar quarterbacks, million-dollar gymnasts in college athletics now. Cardell Jones getting a new business underway called 10 Talents NIL, Brian. Uh, And he's going to be offering, quote, management, legal counsel, marketing, and crisis communications expertise to student-athletes, along with some business partners and lawyers that he'll be working with at 10 talents nil i was worried that it was also going to be football training but no that's not there no no cardell jones is out of the on fields game uh, looks <laughs> I like think it's, coaching playing all yeah i mean going back to our first part of the cover too do you think um cardell jones would have been back in the xfl season two 
No, he was losing his job to a guy who's now a tight end in the <laughs> NFL. No. Uh, yeah, Cardell struggled, um, but I'm glad he's finding life after football, uh, as many players struggle to do, and to help these players with NIL and how to manage and how to figure these things out. Could, it's great. Could be a good business to get into, yeah, because there's going to be a lot, a lot of people who are going to be doing what he's doing, kind of seeing seeing where the money is now in the college game. It's like agents, whole new world for them to go and and offer support services. Some would say leech off of <laughs> off of college athletes, but I don't call it that. I mean, if you buy into like shows, old school show like uh, our list or what you see on bar- ballers from agents, they're not all like that. A lot of these, this kind of service could help out a lot of athletes who are going to be facing big decisions. And a lot of them are, are kids who maybe don't have a support system or kids who have a support system, but still don't understand all of this because not a lot of people do. It's brand new. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what what kind of NIL businesses keep popping up here. Cardell Jones is getting in the swing of it and a safe bet not to be back in 2023 in the XFL. Uh, and you know what? I thought he was a good ambassador for the XFL, even though he didn't pan out uh, playing wise. He said all the right things and did all the good things until he hit the field, Brian, and then he kind of started throwing teammates under the bus. Well, I think he... <laughs> He was one of the bigger names going into the league. Going into he was, the start yeah, because big Ohio State quarterback, right? And then national champ, exactly. And then I think even um, Oliver Legg mentioned him by name uh, in an interview with us, if I'm not mistaken. He mentioned the name Cardell Jones. So it, it was something that you're like, oh, hey, I don't know if it was actually with us. I apologize if it isn't. But either way, Cardell Jones. Um, he was actually not doing too bad over the first two games, and then once he once the struggles started happening, the truth came to light and a lot of finger pointing. Yeah, and, and when, yeah. So I, I think it's it's great that he's doing this, and yeah, probably he probably would have been back in the XFL in 2021. Definitely won't be back in 2023, at least not on the field. Who knows if he goes another route? But that's uh, good on him to find some way to make money off of student athletes. Yeah. Legally. Good luck to Cardell Jones and all the people helping the NIL kids out. What do you say, though, we talk about this Rob Klein interview, Brian? Lots to dig into here from a Redbird Capital partner. Lots of information from one of the ownership wings of the new XFL in this week's Hot Read. Pitch Book's Invisible Capital podcast had Rob Klein, a partner at Redbird Capital, on their show this past week. Who is Rob Klein, you ask? Well, Rob Klein is a managing partner at Redbird Capital. Redbird Capital is part of the ownership group with Danny Garcia and Dwayne The Rock Johnson of the XFL. And Rob Klein gave a bunch of details on all sorts of business ventures within Redbird Capital. But when he got to the XFL stuff, lots of juice, lots of stuff to sink our teeth into. For this show's purposes, Brian. So taking some highlights from that interview. First up, one thing of note, Rob Klein said that Redbird Capital is always looking to help entities become profitable, not buy teams. So they don't, when you see that Redbird Capital has stakes in teams, they don't own outright teams like the Red Sox or the Yankees or Liverpool F- Football Club. Uh, they are partners in in those ventures. They our partner in the Yes Network and with uh, Fenway Sports Group who own Liverpool and the Red Sox. So they support and give capital and help out and help these companies become extremely wealthy and extremely profitable. So when it comes to the XFL, looking at that, how that when he says that's their main goal as a capital group, the XFL seems like a different venture for them, Brian, because this is, this is taking something and helping it become profitable an existing entity but it is really doing something brand new with that entity in terms of what the other stuff that he said in this interview yeah it seems like something that they can actually kind of make their own you know this is their little you know little toy that they're gonna actually kind of sprout yeah and and rob klein in this interview said that jerry cardinal the head of redbird capital this is he's close to this venture the xfl venture this is a big one for him apparently so 
like you said, it's 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 a it's a brand new toy, but something special for them to maybe really establish really hit a home run with and, yeah. feel like they're actually where they belong. Do I mean, I, there's I, look, I'm sure they have nothing to, to prove to anyone. Maybe until the, you know, they only have this to prove to themselves. Maybe they have billions well, of dollars in capital. They are totally big name players in all of sports, right? The Red Sox, the Yes Network, all these things, right? But they don't really have anything that's their own. And maybe that's what the XFL actually is going to be for them. It, it, it's, I mean, Vince McMahon had some lofty goals with the XFL for sure. But I feel like Redbird Capital in this interview and then also, of course, Danny Garcia and, and The Rock, what they've said, it, it's maybe more. Not, I don't know if we call it hyperbole. It's more grandiose. The talk and the ideas that they, the, 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 the verbiage they use when they talk about what they want the XFL to be. And... Another interesting thing here to take from this podcast interview, though, um, Rob Klein mentions that Redbird Capital is always actively looking to see how their assets can help each other grow and, and profit. And then, you, and we've talked about that on this show a lot in the past. That we say, look at what the new ownership of the XFL. You have to look deep. Uh, you know, it's not just The Rock and Danny Garcia and all they bring, but Redbird Capital has their hands in all these different pots. Yes Network, that's the Yankees. That's the New York market. Nesson, that's the that's New England, but that's also Fenway Sports Group. That's Boston Red Sox. That's all of Boston. That's that whole area. Then you also have Liverpool Football Club they're associated with. They have deals with EA Sports. They All, all these different entities that all also have tons of streaming rights and media rights contracts and they're all extremely profitable and they're all casting a wide net and they're all also kind of trying to find the synergy together. If the XFL is thrown into that group, like they're going to find if, when they find that pathway, like they, this, this could be as big as they say it's going to be to me, because when you are exposing the XFL to all the people that are exposed to all their other little, little gigantic ventures, I mean, we're talking about the freaking New York Yankees, <laughs> the biggest market in the, in the country in New York. <laughs> I mean, and then globally, like st- the the deals they have with EA Sports and like video games too is a real big deal too. That is huge, especially with younger audiences. Like, they, if they're able to find that pathway where they could fit the XFL into that mold with everything else, get a rub from all those other entities onto the XFL can really do big things for how the XFL uh, aspires to be a global brand, as they say. Yeah. I don't think it's hands in pots, by the way. I think it's hands in cookie jars, but it's fine. Cookie um, jars, pots? You don't want your hand caught in the cookie jar, though. Yeah, but you get a lot of hands. Anyway. I think Irons you stir in the, the fire where <laughs> I come from. That's what they say. That's what they say. Uh, do you want to touch all those different aspects? Of course you do. You want the XFL to actually branch out and maybe bring in you know, use the S network, use Nest, use all these things that maybe um, can help you gain followers, make yourself um, something that is what we're going to get into here, a more year long thing, right? People are talking about you all year long. You look at what the NFL does, right? The NFL does, that's what they, they plan on doing. But it it's not only just kind of getting the rub from these, right? It's not only a commercial during a Yankees game or, or during a Red Sox game or anything like that. It's what have they done? to establish themselves and what can we do to help establish ourselves it's the ideas it's it's the knowledge it's you know it, it's what goes with with everything that's that that goes into building a business and a brand all that is with those entities and now how do we do that to build the xfo so sometimes the knowledge yeah. is pretty much what you actually really are paying for yeah, and and they're they're also I feel like they're they're not struggling, but they're just trying to find that perth- perfect pathway where they can pr- present the XFL and expose it to as many people as possible. And we get some really revealing uh, quotes here from this interview. Uh, Rob Klein from Redbird Capital was on the Invisible Capital podcast, and he said, "This is the the big quote I took from this one, Brian, because we have a lot to dissect here. They want the XFL to be." a live entertainment and global production and media company rooted in live football. So th- this this is a, a, a lot to dissect here. So 
the XFL is going to be business-wise, behind the scenes, worked on as a live entertainment and global production media company, not just a football league. World and the NFL is that. Football entertainment. Yeah. The NFL is that now. The NFL used to just be a football league. But you said this maybe, I think, last week or two weeks ago. But in the 90s, the NFL realized what it had, right? And now the NFL is not just a football league. The NFL is a media company, a giant media company. and Big, huge. That, and that Those are the aspirations they have with the XFL, to not just be a football league. The foundation will be live football. And that's what they mean when they say year-long global brand. They want they want it to be something that people are, you know, locked into all all year long, not just during the season. And that's what I'm all about because spring football is going to hit, and I don't want it to just hit in the spring. I want to be thinking about it year round. I want to be planning for fantasy spring football in the fall. I want to be thinking about drafts and, and my team. I want to be watching content, as they as the cool kids say these days. It's all about content. I want to watch my documentaries and my studio shows and i want to have access to the league the way i have access to everything else in the 21st century when it comes to a media brand so they have a i think a much bigger uh at least publicly a bigger idea of what the xfl could be than even in 2020 where it was all about the football and it was being brought up as just a football league pretty much but do you worry that the the quality of the play is going to be affected, that the actual football nope. itself will be affected I by the fact that they want I, this to be something different? I don't, because you know why? Like we've said before, a lot of the groundwork was done in 2020 for that. You could really just take that playbook and now apply it to what you, what you do well, and that's a live entertainment media and production company. Uh, because the football work has been done, you just need to hire the right people again, hopefully, to continue uh you know executing those plays uh to use the parlance of our game uh we want we want this the 2020 playbook we want the 2020 football and we want the 2020 structure of the football operations to be intact and i think i think that they'll do that because if they don't then they're really trying to do something that i don't feel like the new ownership is uh, qualified to do unless they hire someone like an Oliver Luck to just totally handle all that and start from scratch, maybe. But I don't see how they could top what was done in 2020. Oliver Luck's over there recruiting BYU and and Houston and, and all that to the Big 12, so he's a little he's a little preoccupied right now. But uh, look, I, I think the XFL can be those things. I do worry that they might be trying to be too big too fast. When, but is it too fast? They delayed it. They at least well, delayed it a whole year. You, f- spring football has not made it in this country. Ever. Ever. Like, here's me being the cynical one, right? I love the XFL too, right? Spring football has never made it in this country. Has never made it anywhere. Right? And now you're telling me that you want to take an entire business and make spring football the, the key to that. So you're telling me the key to your entire business is something that has not been successful in the history of man. That's what you're <laughs> telling me. And that's scary to me. That's a little frightening to me because if you don't get that right, the key piece, which has never been successful, not sometimes not fault of their own, sometimes it's money problem, whatever the problem may be, it hasn't been successful. And if you're going to take that and make that the key, then you better take care of that before you take care of all the other things you want to do around that. I'll, I'll say football first for sure, but I do like where they're, where they're thinking. I like that they're thinking bigger than just, oh, we're hoping to get a good TV deal and, and, and step give a one good, idea, some step good three, collect profits. Well, there's, there's a whole <laughs> step two in there that you got to do. I love that. I, step one and step three are great, but you got to do step two. These are extremely astute and uh, you know successful business people at Redbird <laughs> Capital. So when they when it's so, when it's a, a company like this, when it's a person like this, is Rob Klein, the partner at a place like Redbird. You know that's it's not just this isn't just a Charlie Ebersol type person saying. Oh yeah, so. no, not at all. Yeah, for sure. This is like this is legit. There's all sorts of 
they, I mean, they've got crazy stats and numbers, and you know, they don't way have a spring way, over, way, way over our head in terms of the data they have that makes them think, okay, we have these billions of dollars. We'll actually invest in this because they can invest it anywhere. They can invest their money in whatever they want, and right. they do. The guy went on to talk about something in cricket that they went on to invest in as well. They're making money all over the world, but they're very smart and. You know, they're not stupid with their money. So when they say that the XFL can be this media, this global media production brand that's rooted in football, is football, football number one, but it could be bigger than just the football league. My eyes light up and I just, I, I just am so, it's actually more exciting to me than in 2020 now because then we're just saying football in the spring. Yeah. But now we got a taste of that, and I, maybe I'm an addict. But I, I want more. I want more, and I want I want I want a bit a, a bigger high. I want a bigger batter league in 2023 than we got in 2020. And I know I'm asking for a lot, but I think it's possible because they've hooked me. Because they've got the resume, and if you're talking like this with the resume they have at Redbird Capital, if the Rock and Danny Garcia was saying this stuff, I might even be skeptical of that because they're prone to hyperbole. Their personalities. These are not personalities this is rob klein this guy's not business. wasn't a very entertaining interview this was a business podcast and yes. you know he's talking sure and the people who generally listen to the show are probably people in the investment world who are very serious about their money and don't get don't take that kind of you know bs and all that kind of you know the the carny talk to, to be frank and this wasn't that and for him to say that that sort of stuff that's the plan for the xfl you I did. I did a double take, saying, "Wow, that they're they're, they're serious about it, not just being a football league." There is here's the last piece of this that you have on here. I'm going to spoil it for you. Is why I feel confident that this is going to work, at least for a few seasons, and, and they're going to let it roll and understand that this is the, the what the cost that is going to go into all this, and is that they have the capital set to the side for this, and they are ready to yeah. rock and roll. That's the best part to me. Um, when he alluded to that, I got a little, you know, a little, little excited because it's like, okay, well, the money's there. Now, again, playing devil's advocate, Vince McMahon did too. He put aside money for this. We talked about him removing shares and investing into the XFL, but then everything but he, happened. And it just he, he had it and he paid his he, players got paid. People got paid on time, but obviously did not uh, plan for a pandemic. And that cost them. And, who, and they're obviously, maybe they're a little bit more cautious in planning for you know, circumstances like that with the ear, ear capital that's earmarked at Red Bull for or Red Bull Redbird for the uh, XFL in 2023. But still, um, yeah, that's great to hear. Right? They said in the interview, he said the capital's earmarked when that pathway becomes clear. Though that's why they pushed things back. They really want to have things lined up in terms of media partnerships, sponsorships, everything that's gonna go into presenting the first season of the XFL when it returns for the third time. It's it's exciting times because we're getting a little bit of inside information, I guess you could say, based on what we're seeing. But I mean, there's still a lot. Talking, thank goodness. But we're I mean that runway, we talked about how a lot of that runway was not needed because of what's been already done by the twenty twenty crew. But eventually you're gonna have to get out there and make decisions. Tell us about teams. They're bringing up media rights. They're bringing up franchises. They're doing all these things, and it's like, well, what? One last thing we have to mention from this interview that was also intriguing. When they, he talked about the delay uh, Rob Klein did on this interview, saying moving it to 2023 because they want to get everything in line, he also mentioned franchises getting in line, the cities those franchises are in, and also he said – Franchises and the families or institutions that might be participating with them. That means in the ownership of those franchises, to me. So, to me, it sounds like XFL 2023 might have ownership groups of different teams instead of the top-down ownership we saw in 2020. But isn't that something that we had heard, at least, that that's why the CFL wasn't quite interested was releasing some of their power to the XFL. I mean, we heard the C that the CFL 
didn't want to get in with the XFL for a variety of reasons. Was it because the XFL said we want to take ownership of all these teams? Uh, or do you think the XFL reached out to the CFL? Because it sounds to me, the more and more we're putting two and two together here, if they were reaching out to the CFL, and then you have a person at Redbird Capital saying this now, Brian, sounds like the XFL is planning on the teams to be, have their own ownership groups. Because if they were going to bring in the CFL, there's no way they would have been able to get owners to relinquish their teams in that in that league if they were going to do something with them. And then you have them saying, this was pretty revealing. Like, why would you say that? The families and institutions and, and, and the participating in the ownership of, of franchises. That is not something that was going on at all in 2020. So he, Rob Klein mentioned that. So that's out there. I think that's what we're going to see I mean, a person from Redbird saying this. Well, the, the capital that's needed for a team then is way for the league is way less. If you start bringing in people to actually pay for the cost of the franchises, you do run into those problems where owners all of a sudden are like, "Eh, I don't want to do this anymore. Eh, I'm gonna, you know, I, I, this is not for me." Like th that's when you I, what happened. Like the end. I have to say also, as the commissioner of of a couple fantasy leagues and a new one, I started this weekend trying to find owners for that. And that was just a hundred dollar buy-in. I don't know how they're going to get this for the XFL. Well, when you rig drafts and make yourself the number one pick, it's it's just not. Listen, it's not okay. If I, if you do the work in propping up the league, the universe rewards you when you pull your name out of the hat at number one. I did not cheat. Put it on video. video yeah. <laughs> Put it on video. Pick this one. Here we go. Oh, okay. uh, either way, I think the XFL is, is slated to be something big. When we, I mean, do you think 2023 is still on the table now? Yes. This is, this is insane. I can't believe I'm asking this question, to be honest with you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The 2023, it's, it sounds like that's the goal, but I will say it does sound like still super infant stages from this interview. Everybody definitely check this out. We'll link it. On the episode, this Invisible Capital podcast. Do you still think they're in idea? They're still in idea mode. They can't be. In I idea don't think mode they're in. Anymore. They're not in idea mode, but they're in like they're 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 in still. I think of of they haven't made choices on how they want to approach certain things. Like how do we approach getting uh, securing media rights for our games? How do we approach securing owners for franchises? Like there's all these early stages even before the football talk stuff that still sounds like it's going on. Um, well, you identify the I, cities you want to go to, right? Like you don't want to go to just random cities because somebody wants to put a team there. I would think. Well, the USFL, that kind of went down. <laughs> That's what happened. Like there were owners who were like, oh, sure, I'll own a team, but I have to have them in Denver yeah, or like, I have to be why? in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Like you Some, don't want that. Certain owners want to have teams near wherever their mansion was. I don't know. I don't I mean that's that's a, a pretty probably why the, the the reason why but you have to be strategic. If you want a team in LA, you know, keep it in LA. Like make sure you find an owner in LA. Don't give up the the whole like, oh, I don't want a team in LA. All of a sudden an LA team becomes a lot more profitable by the way if you're not owning it as a league. All mm -hmm. of a sudden if someone's like, "Hey, I'll pay for the LA team to play," in, in but the LA team up. needs to make the the ownership of the LA team needs to be profitable, or else you're gonna you don't want to have struggling owners. That's also it's more of a juggling act though when you go that route because that was yeah. The but if you're a year if if you don't have to spend the money on teams and you're spending money on the entertainment value, your brand as the XFL, all that stuff is where Redbird is spending their money. Then guess what's gonna happen? Redbird's gonna be cutting checks to these owners just like the NFL does all the time. And all of a sudden, the, that, the owner's like, yeah, I'm happy. I'll pay for the team right now. If you send me $20 million every year, okay, great. I'll spend the 15 so, that it takes to run this team. And, and saying, going back to infant stages, we don't even know what business model they're going with yet. Are they going with that? Are they going with the linear? Well, there's tons of stuff. There's so all the teams. There's, they're very early, and they're they, still nothing's revealed except maybe that. And maybe that was a slip-up or what? I don't know. But it sounds like they might be getting away from that that top down model, that vertical model, or whatever they were. This they just in it. Rob Klein and Capital Redbird Capital Partways. Just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, definitely check that out. It's uh, I'll say it's a little dense. 
uh, skip forward to the XFL parts if you want. Don't want to hear, you know, really uh, esoteric business sports business talk, and uh, get down to the stuff you care about as a football fan. Uh, very, very interesting, especially if you're you follow every bit of information on the XFL like we do. It's probably why you're listening to this show still. <laughs> Check it out; it'll be linked in the show description this week, Brian. But uh, super revealing. Um, and lot, you know, I'm just happy that someone from ownership actually talked about the league at all. I don't even care if they just gave us fluff. It's been a while since we got any of that. Well, it, it wasn't great. This, picture. this wasn't something that was like warm and fuzzy. I will say. I mean, it was cool to hear. It was great to see, but it wasn't like progress is is being made. Like that's not what I heard. That's I heard no, ideas this are being made. This, but I didn't and hear this progress. This wasn't one of the faces. Made. Yeah, this Rob Klein's not one of the faces of the XFL. He will not be someone that we're, I assume that we're going to be, you know, hearing from ever once the XFL does get up and running. This is someone way behind the scenes uh, that is a part of the money portion of the ownership group, the big okay. money portion, um, and the and the and the, the portion of the XFL that we uh, ownership group that has all the assets uh, when it comes to the business end, obviously. Uh, the Rock and Danny Garcia bring their own special sauce and marketing to to the XFL ownership group. That's why they have the partnership. But someone uh, them that has some well sway in their interview. What was that? Did he mention the Rock in the interview about yeah. his marketing yeah, he on Instagram or something? Second to none, something like that, right? Too, right? Yeah, yeah. They they basically yeah. You, you he basically said why Redbird Redbird is working with Danny Garcia and the Rock. It's because they are powerhouses. When it comes to being visible and being just super famous and smart with uh, how you know how to navigate the waters of social media and being a, a huge personality and a marketing machine, um, so you understand from Redbird's Ed why they would get in bed with The Rock and Danny Garcia, and now uh, we're getting a glimpse at why The Rock and Danny Garcia are with Redbird, not just the money, but just the tactics behind yeah, everything. That's true. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised uh, but, yeah. if later this this week we see somebody who is part of that front-facing group actually come out with something that's like a little bit more like, hey, we maybe we should throw Bowen out there just to make them. Because he it's said a some lot. information. I mean, there's a lot going makes, on, and whether whatever the makes truth, you appreciate, whatever's the, it makes me appreciate really the that just the out of the blue Vince McMahon press conference we got with all the digitized XFL studio around him where he just laid out all the, these basics for us ahead of time. Like, I, I'm so grateful for that. I wish we had that now, but he's like, it's going to be, we're going to own all the teams and there's going to be eight of them from the eight cities. And, you know, it's going to be in 2020 and it's going to be a league that's, you know, de dedicated to this and that. And this is the way we're going to put it together. Like he gave a lot of, inf not all the information, but he gave the information that, you know, you, you need he to took questions from the media. He, 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 we haven't he, gotten he, any yeah, of that here. No, and hopefully here soon. Maybe this is just the first of many dominoes to fall here uh, for the league. Yes, and now the domino must fall on uh, me losing a bet as we end the show because um, part of it was I had to do your gimmick <laughs> to close out and let everyone know where to follow and yep, subscribe. Yep, I'm and all just that, right. Yeah. So, so whatever, whatever you're ready, sir, I will watch, uh, hit the button on this side, and you can uh, just keep rolling. Just watch me crush this. Watch this. Right, I know exactly what you do every week. He thinks I don't pay attention. So it's first up, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever the hell else you listen to your podcasts. We're on them all. You could just hit that subscribe, leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts too. I hear it helps with the algorithms. That's what the pretty easy podcast people tell me that if they leave a review on Apple for you, it helps you out. Oh, I got to be quicker. Okay, follow us on social media at XFL Show. We're everywhere except Facebook. We don't go there. Why do you? At XFL Show, follow us. DMs open on Twitter. And of course, you could hit us up on that XFL fan, fan line. Anytime, 724-565-4XFL. And, of course, watch the show, if you like, at xfl.show. That web address takes you directly to our YouTube channel. That's xfl.show. Bryant, 
you could kiss my grits because I just took that, <laughs> that to the great moon. Job. Great job. Great job. Oh, and don't forget about our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go check out prettyeasypodcast.com. Yeah, them too. To get started today because they make podcasting pretty easy. I mentioned them. Jeez. I mentioned them. Prettyeasypodcast.com. I said it. <laughs> you Nitpick in there. The right. Absolutely. Uh, everybody, time, everybody let, us, let me know how I did on that too. And if you want me to continue to do it at the end of every show, my answer is no. That's Brian's deal, but I lost the bet. There you go. All right. We're getting out of here. Anything left for everybody? I I mean, again, we'll see what happens with the XFL this week. A lot of lot of tweets I see. Uh, Sam Schwartzstein's very active. He brought up a betting thing that I thought we'd get to talk about this to this week. We might have to talk about it next week, but uh, I did terrible way. betting today, so I didn't want to talk about betting. I did good. You know why? I started the day with a bet on Stanford for some reason and it just all went why? downhill from there. It's the Pac-12. You never bet on the Pac-12. Unless they're playing LSU (laughs) at night at the Rose Bowl. Damn it. After a hurricane. Don't forget that piece, too. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shout out to everybody who's affected by Ida, too. Stay safe. Um, Yeah, stay safe. And, uh, we're you know, I I drove through some of that that stuff when it hit up northeast and then came back down. Oh, you didn't even ask where I'm coming from this week, Brian. Well, I can see where you're coming from because you were there for a while. I'm surprised we're not yeah, hearing the peacocks now we're in the background. Down, coming to you from the 305, but drove through that Ida when it said hit New York. The flooding, insanity. Got out of there just in time. But, yeah, anybody else, stay safe. The weather this time of year. And, of course, you're, you got the still in the pandemic. Some some of us forget, even though you got hundreds of thousands of people at the college uh, football games. Please be safe. Well, that was at a Green uh, Bay concert last night. Got to be safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you uh, you told me I'm driving back from the Rose Bowl to record this show today, but I knew that wasn't true. No way. <laughs> After going to a Green no. Day show, no, not going to Rose Bowl. Did not go. To Rose Bowl. All right, and also Happy Labor Day to everybody, and of course our friends up in Canada. Happy Labor Day to you. Some say the best CFL weekend of them all, Bryant, and of course go Riders, beat the Blue Bombers. Big game up there this weekend. Can't wait for that. And, uh, yeah, that's all we got this week. We'll be back next week. We are going to be discussing everything that comes out XFL-wise. There are rumors, too, Brian. I saw just in the deepest, darkest corners of football internet that the USFL might be having some information coming out soon. We'll stay on top of that for everybody. And, of course, we will uh, come up with whatever else we want to talk about because that's the mode we're in, baby. We're having fun. Maybe some speculation. Who knows? But keep it locked in on all the stuff I gave you earlier. I'm not doing it locked again. Locked down. No, Brian wants me to. Stay and stay all in with us. Get all out and be elite with us because we are going to keep on going. We got that consistency, baby. We'll be back again next week like clockwork every football Sunday. For Brian, I'm Alan. This is the XFL show. Remember, they're listening.